Uh, hey everybody, uh, good evening. Uh, this is uh, Hunter uh, from The Real Pineapple here. So, I actually, fun fact, I reviewed Juice and the Black Messiah last year. And it was one of those movies, I was like, you know, I'm going to upload this. I'm not sure when, but I'm gonna up I'll know when it's time to upload it. And just with what's ev everything that's been going on with like the Voting Rights Act and just anything political and everything i went you know considering today is mlk junior day the day that we celebrate it i was like you know this is actually a perfect time to upload this review in particular so um you know th this is something again that i recorded i want to say last february um when i was finalizing my bat my best stuff for 2020 because I watched uh, Juice and Black Messiah a couple times. Uh, spoiler, that was my favorite film of 2020. Um, but this is one of those movies that I'm like, you know, it's on HBO Max. Everyone should have seen this by now. If you haven't, you really owe it to yourself to see it. And hopefully if you have watched this, you know, you can go and connect this with this review. If you haven't seen the movie, hopefully you listen to this review and go, hell yeah, I need to go watch that. But... Um, if you're off today, don't treat it like a, it's a day off. Go ahead and do something like in, engage in a documentary, watch Malcolm X, listen to the, you know, the, I, the, I have a, the, I have a dream speech in full, you know, do something to go ahead and actually acknowledge the holiday. Don't just treat it like it's just a day off of work. Um, Yeah. Uh, this is an incredibly important film, and if you have not seen Juice and the Black Messiah, perfect way to go ahead and uh, watch this on MLK Junior Day. Three, everyone, three, uh, thank you so much for listening again. Uh, be blessed, and I hope that you enjoy this review of uh, Juice and the Black Messiah. For listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Stuff. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're all having a great weekend so far. I've got a review for, oh, one of the best movies that has come out all year. If you've listened to my best of 2020, which if you haven't, you can check it out on the channel. Highly recommend you do. But have a review here for Judas and the Black Messiah, which is directed by Shaka Kane. Shaka Kane uh, directed has directed a couple things, uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, a I believe a TV series called Random Acts of Flyness, which I haven't heard of. Uh, he also directed High Maintenance, which is another TV series, and both of those in 2018. Uh, directed a film called Newlyweds back in 2013. And then directed a film called Mulligans in 2015 and hasn't done anything since then. Uh, so I have to admit, going into this, oh, and Shaka King also was a co-writer along with uh, Will Burson, who uh, worked on Scrubs. Uh, so yeah, uh, a couple of people who haven't been uh, very active here recently. But so I have to say... One of the things I was the most excited about going into this is I'm a huge fan, huge fan of the two brothers starring in, the, in this. Daniel Kaluuya, of course, Get Out. He was a revelation in that. 
absolutely deserved the Oscar uh, uh, nomination he got for that film. So this is his second go around as far as being nominated for an Oscar, which great for him, well deserved. But then you see him in uh, you see him for a little bit. Uh, he's in Sicario, and he's really great in Sicario too. And of course, I can mention him as a uh, Wakabi, and of course, Black Panther, where he he's he's great in that too. But and I haven't reviewed it for the channel yet. But in Queen and Slim. He is fucking incredible in Queen and Slim. And when we talk about these black actors, because we have to we have to be real, everybody. You know, we've got Angela Bassett. We've got, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman. We have Denzel. Um, we have these older uh, black actors. And but now we are at that point, I believe, where as a community, uh, black America is asking who's next, who's got next. And. You think about Zendaya, you think about John David Washington, you think about Anthony Mackie, even though he's been in the game for a minute. These two men are next. I mean, fuck, they're here. They're here now. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, he is Fred Hampton, is, <laughs> pun intended, he is a revolutionary performance in this. And I will get to my my picks uh, for the Oscars. Um, by the time this is up, you uh, I will have recorded something for that. But he's incredible in this film. And then we move over to uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who of course was in Get Out as well. Also, you know from short uh, short term Twelve Knives Out. Uh, my favorite role probably of his is Atlanta because he's he's fucking great on Atlanta. And he was great and dope too, Snowden. I mean, he's he's got a hell of a uh, he's got a hell of a run so far on, uh, in his own right. And when we just think about when we think about these two and how their their friendship really evolves in here, it's heartbreaking once you get to the end of this film because you obviously know based off the title where this is going to end up. Like, I would not be spoiling uh, by saying where, you know, one character ends up. But, you know, as uh, as the saying goes, it's not always about, uh, you know, the, the destination. Sometimes it's about the journey. And the journey here is beautifully heartbreaking. So I'm going to go through a couple things here. I'm going to try very hard not to get too much into this because I really do want people to... Uh, discover this for themselves. So Lakeith Stanfield plays William uh, William O'Neill, who is running this scam where he goes ahead and has a fake badge and goes ahead and uh, you know jacks people. Just goes into bars, and so he went into this uh, this one bar and goes ahead tries to steal this guy's car and ends up getting uh, ends up getting caught and. He's, he ends up being caught by uh, Roy Mitchell, who's played by Jesse Plemons, after these uh, he gets into a fight with these uh, black patrons at the bar. And so Jesse, uh, sorry, Jesse, uh, Roy tells him, look, you know, you could be doing, uh, I believe it's like 15, 20 years at least. You could either do that or, you know, you can go home. That's exactly how he says that you can go home. And. Just like with One Night Miami, one of the things I love about this film so much, if not outside of the performances, 
is the is the dialogue. The dialogue is just incredible in this film. Roy asks William when he's uh, I think calls him Bill in the actual film, but he asks him, you know, why, you know, why the badge? Why not a knife or a gun like any like a regular car thief? Thief, and William tells him, you know, a badge is scarier, and and drops this line, you know, the any nigga can get a knife or a gun, a badge. It's like you have a whole damn army behind you. And that, when we think about uh, the the Chauvin case here, (sighs) when we think about that and George Floyd, that line just has so much resonance when we think about the black community and how we are treated by the police. And that was something I went, wow, that is just, you know, just damn, that, that just, that cuts so deep and it hits you differently you know, especially with everything that's going on. But so William goes ahead. It is his job to go ahead and get close to Fred Hampton and basically try to go ahead and bring Fred Hampton down. My only real complaint, I'm going to jump to this one complaint because it it really is my main one. Uh, Martin Sheen plays J. Edgar Hoover in here. And and Sheen does a great job because he's Martin Sheen. But my my issue is the way he looks as J. Edgar Hoover. He looks way too close to uh, John Voight playing the principal in Bratz. Like the <laughs> like the uh, the makeup and the the prosthetics. It just it looks so bad. Like I just think it looks bad, and it was really distracting. Anytime he was on screen, I was sitting there going, "Oh shit, that's right, huh? All right, well, I, I guess I'm just gonna have to you know kind of deal with this, but." Again, Martin Sheen's great in the role, but it, that that just made me go. I was like, uh, all right. Um, so that was very irritating to me, but I digress. Um, most of what I'm going to talk about here are just uh, is really just a dialogue. So I want to jump over to Jesse Plemons real quick. So Jesse Plemons, he, of course, you know him from Game Night. Most likely, you know him from The Irishman. Uh, you know him from the post American Made to name a to name a few films. I'm really happy he is going to be in that new Scorsese film because he's been an actor who's really ever since like Mike, <laughs> which I remember him in back in '02. This guy really has been honing his craft. And yes, there have been some not great movies. Uh, Battleship immediately comes to mind, but. He really has built up this incredible career, this really incredible acting resume, even if the film has been, you know, poopy. He's found a way to make each character work. And his portrayal here, here is Roy. It's so reminiscent for me of Michael Fassbender in 12 Years a Slave, right? Go, damn, you're one of my favorite actors, but I'm going to ha- I'm gonna need to be mad at you for about eight months to a year. <laughs> because of how good you were in the role because him as Roy there's this point where he really uh where he's talking to William and he really is trying to convince William that um uh the, the line he drops is the Panthers the Black Panthers and the clan are one the same their aim is so hatred and I remember tilting my head look at the screen going wait 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 we're comparing the Black Panthers who are fighting for black people just have a spot at the table to the clan who wants to wipe black people off the map 
would that that's the comparison we're making who are you who are you marjorie taylor green like what the <laughs> what, what the hell that that blew my mind but it, again people think like this so you know i shouldn't be surprised but when you hear him say it you go wow okay and i want to say it's roy who says this line as well where he goes you can't cheat your way to equality or shoot your way to it because of course of the radical, sometimes violent nature that the Black Panthers would take. And I, I, I find that really rich coming from someone who's trying to take down the Black, the Black Panther saying you can't cheat your way to a quality or shoot your way through it or to it. But, you know, you can go ahead and oppress people with guns. That's that's something that occurs. You can oppress people with uh, with violent acts. You can oppress people uh, with threats. And when you think about you know, the the way that cops have interacted with black people here recently, it's been fucking insane. And there is a point in this film where there is a shootout in broad daylight. And I'm, and I'm sitting there watching this going, my God, this took place back in the 70s. And how much have we really evolved? And I, for me, that was the part that was just fucking soul crushing really as i'm watching going wow like we you know the the, the old catchphrase history is do uh, you know if we don't learn from history we're doomed to repeat it and it, my god just if this film can be cautionary i mean it is cautionary but watching this i'm sitting there going my god this is just depressing when you think about how you know how much we are just so almost tailor-made to just oppress each other and yeah it, it just it just really breaks my heart the more i think about it um i want to go ahead because we, we we need to shout her out uh dominique fishback she goes ahead and plays uh deborah she at first is someone who goes ahead and discovers a black panther party she's at one of uh of uh, Fred Hampton's speeches, she goes ahead and kind of starts uh, working alongside him. They go ahead and end up falling for each other. And I will say that for me was this very endearing common thread that was really nice to hold on to throughout the film. It's really weird because she was in Project Power and the hate you give. And I didn't recognize her at all. Like when I when I saw her, I went, why does she look familiar? Oh shit, that's where you're from. It it was a really pleasant surprise. I was really happy that she was in this. And she, she is right there with Lakeith and Daniel. She is given a hell of a performance here. There is this point where she reads this poem uh to Fred about their relationship about their love and it's one of those things you go wow you really love him and that one poem alone i would encourage you if you haven't seen it yet to look up the second uh, trailer for the film because there's a voiceover with some of the poem that she reads to fred and that just that scene is just so beautiful in the way that once they get to the point that it's established that they're together the way that you get to see a bit of a softer side to Fred is something that you go, damn, okay, man. Like he understands that, yes, he has this incredibly 
important responsibility, but also he understands, look, I, you know, I've, I've, I've got my partner here too. And I love the way that she checks him. Uh, there's this whole point about, uh, <laughs> he, he even tells him like, oh, like your speeches, you could use, you could use a speechwriter. And he retorts, you know, I don't need, I don't need a speechwriter. I just get up on space on stage and speak truth to the people. And I, I love that that's Fred's mindset. The other thing I love about this film, it does not paint the Black Panthers as saints because, yes, as a person of color, while, you know, I love and appreciate what the Black Panther Party stands for, we cannot act like the Black Panther Party have never done anything wrong. The this the one scene, I, I want to say it's uh, the, the Alex uh, uh, Rackley scene. So there's a member of the Black Panther movement called named Alex Rackley. And one thing this movie does, and I'll get back to it in a second, but one thing I love that this film does is it plays with tension. There are a couple points where you see William and he gets himself into a couple situations that you go, oh, shit, that's really bad. Or the Black Panther Party, rightfully so, is getting paranoid to the, to the point that they think there's a traitor, traitor uh, in their midst with, you know, of course, there is. But one of these men who they think is a trailer tra- traitor is Alex Rackley. And what ends up happening with him is so fucking brutal and cruel. I went, wow, that's how that's how you're going to do that. That's how you're going to that's how you're going to go ahead and treat him. It, it is a it, it's such an ugly peek into what paranoia can do, not just for hell a single person but for a movement and that in particular was something that i just went i'm really happy uh that again they're not portraying the black panthers as saints and it was something i i was wondering if they would go there and they they did one thing i love that black panther party did is you know they were trying to educate young young kids uh there's a speech where fred hampton is in the school with uh, several other other uh, black party uh, black panther party members and you know he's having them uh do the speech and not the speech but uh but go ahead and quote him and go ahead and chant he goes you know i pledge to develop my mind in the struggle for liberation he has the kids saying that over and over again really putting really putting in these kids heads how important your mind needs to be whether you can you know dribble basketball or play a sport or whatever you need to develop this up here for the world out there and that was something i thought that fred kluya's performance really really hammered home and i was really happy that they went ahead and did that another thing that fred hampton was doing he was trying to reunite you know multiple groups to go ahead and form you know as he called it a rainbow uh, coalition, you know, between the with the young lords and the young patriots, you know, a lot of these, well, you know, a lot of these white people that black people at the time may not even want to talk to because uh, out of fear. But Fred had no fear, and that was something that he he clearly knew this path had its had its dangers because you know when you're that when you're that black when you're that militant when you're that outspoken, people are never going to be happy about it. And the film does a really great job of conveying that. There is a point, and I will spoil this one thing. There's this point where he does end up going to jail. 
And the reason he goes to jail, it's just one of those things you sit back and go, really? That's what you're that's what you're getting him for. That's your big. It, it, it just it hurts your head when you when you think about it. And just when he gets arrested, that's such a incredibly brutal, harsh scene. I'm going to bring up a couple more things before I wrap up here, because, again, I do want to leave a lot of this for people to discover on them uh, by themselves. Uh, Lil Rel is in this movie. He has one scene, but his scene is so well acted. and He does such a great job for the bit he's in there. I went, son of a bitch. OK, Lil Rel, like, I, I see you. I was really bummed that his show got canceled because I was actually liking the camaraderie between him and Sinbad, but uh, unfortunately, but he's really great in the in the scene he's in. He's in. It's an important scene that he's in. Uh, two more things. There is a point where a member of the Black Panther Party is killed, and this scene where Fred goes and interacts with that fallen member's parents, I believe specifically just her mother. I love that scene so much. It's a very quiet scene, and you could make the argument you don't need to have it in there, but it really does, again, portray and show that Fred, there's more to him than just, than just the revolutionary. He does have a softer side in that he cares about his fallen brothers and sisters while he's willing to die for the cause. Seeing others die for it clearly affects him and i went good you're not just thinking of them as soldiers they are people to you and kaluuya's performance in that sense really comes through and that was something i went okay i really appreciate that you get glimpses of it in the in in, uh, in both trailers kaluuya's big revolutionary speech that i that i am a revolutionary that speech is that moment alone justifies his best supporting actor nomination it is a heart-wrenching it is a amped up it is a bad ass scene where you feel the power of fred hampton and how he's able to really just rile up people but go ahead and inspire people to the cause as well and the thing i love about this one of the several things i love about this movie is that you see william while he's clearly trying to get uh, close to Fred, you know, to go ahead and earn his trust and everything, which, to his credit, uh, Stanfield does a great job of portraying that struggle that he's dealing with. But there is that point where William, you can kind of tell he really is starting to buy into it. It's no longer an act. And during the I Am a Revolutionary speech, they cut to William and you see him kind of mouthing that I am a revolutionary and it, and there's this great shot where he's looking, where Roy is looking at him in the crowd and you just go, Oh, you bastard. And it, it's just, it's this, that look of, Oh, you're buying in this now. It's, it's so, it's so badass. And I, I love the way that was, that that was shot. I, I love the way that was shot. Couple of little, couple of little, snippets from the speech you can murder a liberator but you can't murder liberation you can murder a revolutionary but you can't murder a revolution i i i love that and i can't remember if this is in the same speech but one of the lines that fred does deliver 
It's not a question of violence or nonviolence. It's a question of resistance to fascism or non-existence within fascism. And one of the lines, maybe maybe my favorite line that he drops is, I believe I'm going to die high off the people. I, I love that line so much. And again, Kaluuya, the way he portrays Fred, it's just so well done and just... He feels like you feel how heavy this burden is on him, but it's a burden that he knows that if he's in control of it, he can manage it in theory. But also at the same time, he shows his night. He shows his naivete because he is 21 years old. So things with the Black Panthers, as far as being able to know where to meet in these just these organizational things that, you know, you don't really know when you're in your early 20s. I appreciate that they show those faults in the party because it does more to humanize Fred and not just make him this concept of someone who's representing the Black Panther Party. So that was a very important decision that I think was consciously made by the writing team of Will Burson and uh, Shaka King that I really did appreciate. And yeah, everyone, th- this this movie is what I want to win Best Picture. I really want this to win Best Picture. I think it's the best film of the year. And, well, at least out of the nominees. But I I just, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Ryan Coogler was a producer on it as well. So another reason to love Ryan Coogler, you brilliant bastard. But as I wrap up here, as I mentioned, really the only gripe I have is the Martin Sheen makeup. (laughs) That's really it. And it's, it's again, a minor gripe, but it was distracting to me whenever he's on screen. There is a scene, by the way, speaking of Martin Sheen, there's a scene where he flat out asks uh, Roy, because there's this point where Roy's kind of going, well, why are we so, you know, why are we just hammering on this guy? Like, why are, like, we're kind of being a little kind of dickish about this. And Jay Edgar looks him right in the eyes and goes, uh, and he, they have this whole sp- talk about his daughter because he has a newborn daughter. I think they say she's like nine months or something like that. And Jay Edgar looks Roy right in the face and asks him, what will you do when Samantha is bringing home a Negro? And the amount of rage <laughs> that that filled me with as someone who's been in uh, who's been in inter- uh, 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 interracial relationships? That that I can just imagine how that speech has gone on with some of my exes. That talk and that just pisses me off on a level I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, thank God my thank God my partner's uh, my partner's mom isn't like that. But my God, that hit me in a place I went fuck. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Because it's so incredibly accurate. But this film is about as close to a perfect film as you can get. I I really, like I said, the one complaint aside, goddamn, this is just a great fucking film. Uh, This is a fan-fucking-tastic. Easily rent this. uh, If you didn't get a chance to watch it when it was on HBO Max, first off, shame on you. But rent this. It is worth every penny. Be prepared to be pissed off. And, you know, maybe watch... I don't know, like Adventure Time or something afterwards to make you laugh. But yeah, this is well worth every penny. Once this comes out, I will be buying this uh, to own. I'm incredibly excited to own this film. But 
everyone, Jesus and the Black Messiah, what'd you think? Let us know in the comments. Go ahead and like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple, R-E-E-L, Pineapple, and Real Pineapple Games. I'm going to be hopping on Twitch here soon. I will keep you all updated on when that's going to happen. Don't forget to follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Uh, don't forget to follow my colleague Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and uh, tune up at The Real Pineapple. And find us on YouTube at The Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up here soon for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as well as for Nobody, which I am really excited to review that, and uh, some other stuff as well, including a series review of BoJack Horseman. We're breaking that down over uh, three episodes, two seasons per episode. I'm really excited to uh, share all that with you. But everyone, please stay safe out there. Get your COVID shot. Wear your mask. Take care of each other, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good one.